Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Eddie Van Halen. R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen. Holy hell, that's one that hit hard, man. You do not, if you're in my age group, and um, really, probably if you're 30 to 70, and we're into music and heavy metal, and that that is, damn, I didn't see that coming. I just watched a special with Eddie. On not me and Eddie watching a special, <laughs> I just saw something he did where he was just talking about how he you know, developed his skills with uh, guitar and started out with drums. And he was such a cool guy. He was such a cool cat, and by far the greatest guitarist for decades that we had, and a great songwriter. And that sucks. He died. He had cancer for. Um, he'd been fighting cancer on and off for about ten years throat cancer and then it spread and it does what cancer does um and so yeah eddie van halen is dead he was so cool there was nobody cool i mean uh david lee roth was cool too but eddie van halen with that constant smiling grin just playing the mean just the meanest guitar ever and then if, if you were around in the 80s you remember i mean it was eddie and then everybody trying to sound like eddie but Eddie Van Halen has died. Damn, that sucks. Oh, 
Damn, I didn't call that. I didn't. I wouldn't have seen that. That was tough. That was tough. Interesting what happens when you're when you're shopping for groceries. It's like any Eddie Van Halen died, and then um, you know a couple minutes later, I'm just getting these these things on my these announcements on my phone, whatever. Actually, I guess a friend DM'd me about on Twitter about Eddie Van Halen. A couple minutes later, somehow Donald Trump manages to very possibly detonate his campaign. And after everything, after all of this, talk about unforeseen uh, events. After everything, after all of this, the culmination, the attacks by the media, the Russia stuff, the impeachment, the day in, day out clawing and the mauling he got from the media over the years and political opponents and and uh you know he stepped in it a bunch of times and he had a bunch of successes and you know it, it, i mean it was just tumultuous and now of course it ends in his in his fourth year with covid uh, unrest in the streets this great unraveling cultural unraveling that we've had complete chaos and more division in the country than ever um, in this pandemic, which is awful. Which then, of course, it can't be 2020 without him getting COVID as well. <laughs> I know. He gets it. Uh, half the White House seems to have it now. He somehow beats it, according to him, in about two days. Still trolling the left, he then shoots a video in the White House that has him taking the mask mask off. And like, and it's just—I mean—it's so white hot. Just a a torrent of of events happening, and they're just ratcheting it up more and more and more, and it's making people on the left more and more crazy, more and more crazy. And the idea of and in this and it's it's not all defensible too. He does a whole bunch of stuff wrong, and. Um, you know, there's an easy, non-anxious way to 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 handle your getting the coronavirus. It doesn't inv- involve the film crew and drive-bys and this. You don't always have to be dramatic, but he always has to be dramatic. So, and of course, coronavirus is the number one issue on everybody's plate. And Trump has, and uh, Trump has gotten bad ratings for, from the coronavirus. Bad ratings. God, I'm Trump now. He's he's seen as having mishandled the crisis. And I don't know if he's mishandled the crisis. I would say that he did, as far as the moving the federal government, he did pretty standard stuff. He mishandled the communication. There's no doubt about that. But anyway, so that brings us to last night. And once again, with, with Trump, you know, I, I assume that... So last night he does this thing from Walter Reed, and the left is very upset, very upset that he did this uh, stuff, and he's taking his mask off him. But he's making, he wants to show strength and lead, and uh, I understand what he's doing. It seems to me like a like a Hail Mary pass, and maybe just the American people will be waiting under the football by the time, um, you know, by the time it, it hits uh, sea level, and, and the, the, the American people are at that point where he's at, where they just say, forget this, we're not cowering anymore, we're not going to be dominated, as he said, by the virus, and... And uh, and people will say, yeah, and that guy, by the way, he told us to not be dominated, and 
and uh, we want to get on with our lives, and he's the get on with your lives guy, and Biden's the hideaway guy. So even with the polls showing Trump increasingly trailing Biden, uh, the national polls certainly, and the with the, exor- the exception of Arizona for some reason, uh, it, the battleground states as well, Trump has not narrowed the gap. Biden has a a at least five point lead generally in most of these states that he that he that he needs. So through all of that, all of the things we're dealing with, Trump today, just a bit ago, tweets. Essentially, he he like I said, he's he's uh he pulls the the ripcord or whatever and detonates. And he do you have the tweet? Um, yeah, I do. So, and it's a place where I never expected it to come from. Okay, right. This is not what I was expecting, and it has me questioning if he even really wants to win the election, truly, because it's so bizarre. But he tweeted, here's his thread. Um, Nancy Pelosi is asking for $2.4 trillion to bail out poorly run, high crime, Democrat states, money that is in no way related to COVID-19. Which is true. True. Which is an honest... Solid thing to say. That is true. She is up to no good in those negotiations. We made a very generous offer of $1.6 trillion, and as usual, she is not negotiating in good faith. True. Right. Good enough. I am rejecting their request and looking to the future of our country. I have instructed my representatives to stop negotiating until after the election, when immediately after I win, we will pass a major stimulus bill that focuses on hardworking Americans and small business. I have asked Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell not to delay, but instead to focus full-time on approving my outstanding nominee to the United States Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett. Our economy is doing very well. The stock market is at record levels. Jobs and unemployment also coming back. It was at record levels. It was before that tweet, right. Uh, we are leading the world in economic recovery, and the best is yet to come. So that is... So then the stock market tanked. Right. The stock, well, it went down 600 points, I think. It recovered <laughs> about 300 of those points. Um, but that is... I don't want to say suicide, political suicide, but that is catastrophic on its face it right seems- now. Unless there's something else coming... For him to say, first of all, if you're in, a, if she's negotiating in bad faith negotiations, which of course she is, you know, she's a serpent. You know, <laughs> we've talked about this, right? Then, then I understand that. But that's negotiations. The other party is all you're always dealing with a serpent. The other side deals with our serpents. That's how you, de- that's how you deal with this. But for him to, for him to declare that he's the one walking away, that right. is. That is no good. That is no good. Remember, he's the fighter, and I don't necessarily believe a lot of the sloganeering, but he's supposed to be the fighter. Remember, the people with the businesses shut, the people who are hurting, need help from the federal government right now. For The fact that he's walking away assigns all the blame to him. He's now burdened with, all, with right. ending the negotiations. He's saying, she yeah, no more... Can, I'm sure she already has said it. She now could just walk out and say, hey, we were making progress and he quit on you, America. I mean, it's probably true that these negotiations were doomed to failure. The Senate, Mitch McConnell in the Senate was not going to be able to get through anything over $2 trillion. And Nancy Pelosi, like the president says, was not negotiating in good faith. But 
for the president to just go out there on Twitter and take full responsibility for ending the negotiations unilaterally, bad faith though they were, is really just shockingly bad politics. And I don't I don't know what he's thinking. I don't get what the strategy of this is. It seems to me that he's just written all the Democrat ads for them. Right. He, so he stopped the relief. People desperately need more stimulus money and businesses. I was in Newburyport today. I took a bunch of pictures of these closed businesses, including so the Thursday Whale, the Dragon's Lair. The Dragon's the, Nest, the toy store in Newburyport and, that we love. Yes, which was a, just a, one of these unique toy stores. Yeah. And uh, a couple of other restaurants there. And it says, you know, we had a great 38 years. We had a great 18 years. We had a great this. We'll miss you all. See, unnecessarily. You know, and these are that's because of our own governor here and our own politics here in Massachusetts and maybe your state as well. But those people who are hurting from this, the only lifeline they had that they lasted this long for a lot of these people in businesses was stimulus, was a bridge, bridge money from their government. And in for Trump to fail in the negotiations, that's one thing. And then when you do, when that happens, then you say, well, she is really a heartless person. It was more important for her to get her pork through and to get money for her friends than it was to get relief for the American people. And that's been the case. You know, there has been a negotiation mm -hmm. on the deal now for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And weeks. So that is – that's where it could have been left. And that still would have been horrific. I mean, just politically here. That still would have been horrific for people who need the money, including maybe a couple of people in this room. But at least politically, it's the other guy's fault. Trump has now taken all the blame. He shut down the talks, even though he's the one who stormed out. You can't be the one who stormed out. You, she has to storm out. I don't know. Is this like some art of the deal thing? Like always be willing to walk away or something? Yeah, but that's his own money. This is our lives. And the American voters are right. going to say, yeah, that's great. Well, that you feel good about just being able to walk away. But we are here in the lurch. And the net result of this, if he destructs his campaign and loses to Biden by 15 or 20 points, like he is right now in the polls, um, which not to say never count Trump 100 percent out because you honestly never know with this. I thought after the Access Hollywood tape, he was done. But, you know, if what we're seeing right now holds, if he loses by 15 to 20 points, and I can't imagine that tanking the stock market and ending any chance of stimulus is going to raise those numbers. Um then he's probably going to take a lot of the Senate with him. We could be looking at not only a, a you know Democratic majority in the House of Representatives and a Biden presidency with you know Biden not having his fastball to defend against the left flank of the party, but we could be looking at the Democrats having a fifty-five seat majority in the Senate as well. That's in the very least, I think that's right. I think that would happen if, if if this if we continue this course and as of this moment, now this snapshot could change. I'm sorry, go, go, right. finish. So Nate Silver is like 80% confidence interval last time I looked. Uh, that was like the high end of it. So I don't know if you know what that means, but that's like, you know, the results. There's an 80% chance that the election results, if it were held today, would like fall in this range. And there there is a world in which some of those results do have the Republicans keeping a majority. But, um, but he does have in that things that have an 80% chance of happening – um, you know, the Democrats having up to 55 seats. I think that would be uh, all she wrote for, you know, Republican, well, any Republican agenda in a serious way. Oh, sure. Well, and not only that, 
But I could see with this happening, Republicans turning against the president, publicly distancing themselves from him and and um, and criticizing him and trying to put some uh, daylight between he and them and almost running against him. If, if they mm-hmm. think that their goose is cooked now in this situation, I also I think it puts uh, Barrett's nomination um, in the questionable status now as well. I think it has destabilized this if this is how this ends, I don't see how you can undo this. There's no control Zing this at this moment because Pelosi now has the ball and she could just right. sit on it. Right. And, and if he loses, then she could get her whole four or five trillion dollar package. She's getting ten she could, trillion in, in <laughs> I mean, she on could just January wait a couple 25th, months. Joe Biden will be signing a bill for ten trillion dollars <laughs> in stimulus. <sighs> which includes uh which is going to include Every punch list item that the left ever wanted. It's going to include amnesty. It's going to include uh, single payer. It's going to include. Um, the, oh, well, the, so it won't be enough for a single payer. That's a $30 trillion bill. You can put it on the credit card. It's, it's, gonna, it's going to uh, include um, the Green New Deal. Oh, well, that's and, a couple hundred trillion. And, and, so. that, and, um, and um, crazy cap and trade rules coming. All, all because of a total. A, a total dumb, dumb move. This is dumb, and this president needs to fix this right now because yeah. this was an unforced error. We did not need this stupidity. So the only saving grace, and I said this uh, to someone who's given up on Trump, is that the one thing you can always count on, Trump is always going to disappoint you. Believe me, you're never going to win putting your faith in him because he's always going to find a way to betray you but the one saving grace is that uh lefties our liberal friends and the media always find a way to be worse it's astonishing really i always think like my god i cannot vote for trump he is too terrible too ridiculous he's done something too stupid this time i can't even tell you how many times i've counted the guy out and then leftists and the media do something so insane so stupid so ridiculous that, you know, I find myself back to square one where I'm like, I don't really want to vote for Trump, but I guess I have no choice. So, and you know, before Trump threw a grenade into his own presidential campaign today, uh, Biden was, you know, doing pretty well. He wanted to legislate in Roe v. Wade as the law of the land outside the Supreme Court. He wants a national mask mandate. You know, he's doubling down on some crazy stuff. And if the left, you know, decides to show up for the debate next week, I mean, I think the Pence-Harris one will be interesting, too. But the the Biden-Trump one is really where the, where the money is, because th- that's... If you're Team Biden, a new poll, the Boston Herald had a poll today. I'm not sure uh-huh. if you saw it. Um, and the poll, it's a very fascinating poll because the poll was started, um, the first night the poll was in the field, in other words, they were asking questions, was the night before Trump um, mentioned that he had COVID. And he, the um, in that, with that tally of those people, which is just under half, I think, of everybody quest- questioned, um, Trump was trailing Biden by five points. Now, after uh, Trump um, tested, I'm sorry, positive for COVID, he's now trailing in that Boston Herald poll by 14 points. That's not good. 
No, it's not right. And that's that's pre-exploding the economy. Exactly. So now you've done this. You're already concussed from this COVID thing. And now this on top, that is uh, no bueno. No, it's not great. And there's... There's less than 30 days until the election. Now is not the time for money. Now is the time. You know, you're not supposed to be falling further down the mountain. We're trying to scratch your way up the mountain. Right. And if if I were Team Biden, and by the way, I know that um, that a lot of people are Trump fans listening. A lot of people aren't. But, and I voted for Trump. Uh, obviously, I defend him and I've criticized him. Nobody remembers when I criticized him, of course, but fine, whatever. You can, you can all laugh at me and, and send me to the... Uh, yeah, to the Nuremberg uh, docks to uh, face justice for for doing something that upset you so much. But here's the thing: um, is that what was the thing? You know the thing. What was that? What was I saying? Um, you're supposed to be trying to get elected now, right? In um, the, the poll, that's very disappointing. <laughs> I don't know now where this, you are this is what I need. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, so 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 I'm not trying to upset people who are Trump fans and and. Like you were, Alice was saying, is it that that he always seems to pull something out of his hat? I mean, there is a chance, depending, that Nancy Pelosi feels the heat and makes a move, and they both come to some double. Why would she feel the heat though? She's about to have a supermajority in both houses of Congress and the presidency to pass whatever the heck she wants. Like, why not just let Trump implode? Right, but if uh, if a lot of her caucus is feeling the heat from voters saying we need checks in the mail right now, right now, right now, it's possible that they sh- that they rattle her. I mean, she can do another stimulus if Biden wins, obviously. Uh, so I mean, it is it is not over until it's over with Trump. And well, I was right. It I, wouldn't have happened in 2016, I don't think, without uh, the the Comey thing that weekend with the Anthony Weiner laptop and the which I really feel is Andrew Breitbart's revenge I don't know if you remember that but like what a weird time it seems like a hundred years ago the Anthony Weiner stuff doesn't it yeah the, I mean, what was that 2012 Anthony Weiner I think that was was it that late I don't know it was a long it was a long time ago yeah. anyway but well he's still in the circle of Clintons I think so of but, course so so I, I do think that this could put um, to put in jeopardy the Barrett nomination. I think that this is this is a, such a misstep that unfortunately the communications staff is um, quarantined right now, which is not helping. This would be something that might be nice to have Miss McEnany clean up for the president if at all possible. But they can't. I mean, what an amateur move! Just an amateur move. I mean, maybe he's hoping that the left will manage to disgrace themselves during hearings for Amy Coney Barrett, and he wants to put the focus on that, given that he knows the stimulus stuff is going to fall through anyway. That's like, What's given the- that, I mean, that I think the Kavanaugh thing was good for him, ultimately. Yeah, good but they still Trump. got wiped out in that election. I mean, but- true, but it was a lot further from the election, too. Was it? And Trump mm-hmm. wasn't on the ballot. But... And the other thing is this: if I'm Team Biden, I'm calling off the debates. You've got you could say you can use COVID. Say no. The health directors of, of, of the Team Biden says no. He's not going to let him get up there. Why would you? Why would you risk you know having a brain aneurysm or whatever up there? I'm not trying to make light of 
Biden's previous brain trouble, but you know, he's old. So is Trump. I mean, either of them could drop us or up there. Like, why would you risk having two debates if you're Biden? You get this Pence one out of the way, try to have Kamala show off her wares, so to speak, and her chops in front of uh, in front of the Democrats so they can feel even better about voting for Biden. And and it's funny, I'm on Jerry Callahan tomorrow, and I was going to go in there and we were going to preview the debate. And my feeling was, and is now, that Trump, uh, that uh, Pence is going to soundly defeat her in that debate and have her back on her heels and... And it would be an ugly night for her. And that's important because she's going to be president if Biden wins. So, but now she can spend the whole debate just simply diverting every question into the American people are hurting. And Donald Trump walked away from the table, walked away from the table, walked away from the table. I mean, where does she start at this point? And then Pence is in, and you know, it is very important that. She, Trump not tweet during that debate because <laughs> the debate moderator will use that as a question immediately right at Pence and say, oh, he hasn't had time to prepare for this one. So, <sighs> so yes, this is not a good moment for Trump. Now, is a chance he tweeted again and we could be yeah. back up and you everything's gotta... back together. But, no, I mean, I'm not going to count Trump totally out now because there's just too much time. But he doesn't have more days to burn. You're 14 points down in the polls. Now, you don't have to make all that space up because the Democrats will get a handful more million votes than the Republicans anyway. But you cannot. This is friendly fire. You're, you're, you're now aiming at your own constituents. I'm sorry. It's your own constituency, I guess. I mean, a lot of these people who need that stimulus money go to those rallies. Mm -hmm. These are working people. Working people, all those businesses today in Newport Report that I saw that were shut, there are staffs in there. They're not only the owners of the place, the, the, the staff in there are unemployed now. They need help. You know, the, the landlord may need assistance. He can't get, other people can't pay rent for him. You know, the vendors who worked into to the Thirsty Whale, the bar, all the vendors who serve that bar, you know, they're not, they lost the business now. Maybe they got stiff too. I don't know. I know it's been happening to people in vendors all over the place because businesses are have no income. So this is talk. There is no bigger kitchen table issue than the financial fallout due to COVID. And COVID, we know, is the number one. Is the number one. Uh, and that's the point. I think COVID is the number one issue on the minds of Americans in 2020. And so far, the president has not convinced the American people that he did an adequate job on the uh, epidemiology, whatever that word is, uh, part of it, handling the physical disease. And with this, he will have dropped the ball handling the financial fallout. And that's both sides of COVID. Well, right. I mean, I think in a broader sense, um, you know, people really care about two things. They care about uh, being able to be alive and being able to continue to be alive by virtue of having some money in their hands. And, you know, COVID threatens both. And Trump is dropping the ball on both. You know, people, that's why, you know, healthcare and the economy are always huge issues to people. That's why I like that it's the economy stupid. Like, people need to make sure they have money and people don't want to be dead. And why, like, terrorism is always a big issue when terrorist attacks crop up and stuff. Because people just 
don't want to die. You know, so you have to that's your number one job as president is to keep the American people alive and to make sure that they're able to earn a living. That's like the only things you really have to do. Like and and generally speaking, why incumbents always get reelected is because if people feel that they're safe and that their jobs are safe, then they tend to reelect the incumbent. You know, they want to keep going with that. They don't want to mess with a good thing. Um but if they have a sense that, you know, one rogue tweet could wipe thousands of dollars out of their 401k one afternoon or, you know, that, you know, some stupid policy is going to cost them their job, I, you know, that's that's real to people. And that's what counts in the election. And that's why this election is all about COVID and the economy, you know, not to put too fine a point. I mean, it seems obvious in one sense, but, you know. It seems like it's so easy, and it seems like how can Trump still be screwing this up? That being said, I found something funny. Um, I like stumbled across this. Somebody tweeted about it, and then I went and looked it up, and it was real. Um, this is, you know, because I was there was this like Twitter argument I was looking at about Trump and masks and this and that, and mm-hmm. how Trump hates science because he won't wear a mask and all this stuff. And um, somebody pointed out this article that's from NBC News in March. And the article is all about how Trump screwed up the coronavirus response, how bad he was at it. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways in which he screwed up the coronavirus, you'll be interested to know, is that um, he was too focused on masks. Hmm. So this is from an NBC article um, in March. On March 14th, at the end of February and early March, Trump had become fixated on masks. He was annoyed that the government was telling people not to wear them and would angrily ask scientists and health officials in private, why, if they don't help, do doctors wear them? Hmm. There you go. Dumb Trump, stupidly fixated on masks when the experts said masks don't help. I mean, isn't that just... It's so funny to imagine the alternate reality in which Trump doubled down on masks. And so the left, I mean, does anybody seriously doubt for a moment that if Trump doubled down on masks and said masks are great and was walking around in full PPE, the left would A, not believe the pandemic existed, B, be making total fun of him for being scared of a virus, and C, they would be the ones having protests about not having to wear masks in places. Right. Right. No, there's no doubt about that. It has been totally political. And I was just listening to our friend Ben Shapiro, and he was talking about how in Israel it's the liberals who want no masks, and the conservatives are the mask party there. And in in every most countries in in Western Europe are, are the masks are part of a political mm-hmm. divide, depending on which. And that's that's just. You're right. That's just tribalism. Yeah. Well, and my family knows that I'm the COVID alarmist in the family. I'm the one who warned everybody to stock up their basements uh, for a lockdown because I was seeing early news and thought COVID was going to be a big deal. It was called the Wuhan virus then. But uh, I was saying, you know, like I'm seeing this weird news on Twitter out of uh, out of China and this stuff is happening. And it seems like the government there is like covering something up. I think this is going to be a serious big thing. And the places where I was seeing this were all conservative sources. And the liberals were the ones saying, no, no, no. Flu is a bigger risk. 
you know, get your flu shot. This isn't a realistic risk. Go to Chinatown. Support minority-owned businesses. Don't be racist and talk about a virus. Vox was writing articles about how wacky it was in Silicon Valley that they were scared of this stupid virus. What a bunch of weirdos, you know. And it's just funny because if I had predicted then, I would have thought that it would have politicized in the opposite direction. It's like purely a fluke that it ended up getting politicized this way. And I don't fully understand the process by which it switched, but, um, yeah, exactly. but it's just, it's just interesting to me. Cause I definitely thought it was going to go the other way. You know, it's funny because the president's Twitter got, uh, censored today. His tweet got, you know, a warning put on it for COVID misinformation for saying that the flu for most people yeah. is, more, is more dangerous than coronavirus, which is literally what the left was saying the entire beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. Right. No, I remember that. And that is that is all. I mean, it's delicious to hear. And, and you know, we played yesterday the, all the the. Audio of all the people, the Democrats telling people to get out and and vote. I'm sorry, get out and eat in ch- Chinese food and go out and enjoy festivities. But I'm trying to think, how can here's Fox News's take on this? I want to see how this is written. How are you going to? President Trump on Tuesday said he has instructed Republicans to pause negotiations on the coronavirus stimulus package until after the election. Instructing Senate Majority Leader to focus full time on getting his nominee. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. Uh, one, two. Um, that is oh, it is ridiculous. Uh, you know that it's funny because this is one of the few times right now where I want him to be tweeting more and um, and um, and doing something about this. But no, I mean maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I don't want to be defeatist. I don't want to be defeatist to li- to, to folks listening because they don't want to hear this. And I understand too. I don't want to hear wall to wall. There's all. It's a tough way to spin this. Only thing I can say is this: that through all this thing. Oh, sorry. That's Fox News web page. Because why wouldn't you autoplay? You know, it's something that almost zero percent of people love. But the guy is indefatigable. And he's going to see the news tonight, and it gives the it gives the campaign an opportunity to try to pivot or try to make chicken salad out of this. Now, I don't know. the The problem is is that your communication team is is in tatters at the moment, and I don't know. I mean, the. the you know, we still get mixed messages from the team of doctors and the in Meadows and this and that. So this has not been a good, uh, you know, era of communication this last month for Trump anyway. So how do you do this? How do you fix this? I mean, I know that he can. Well, at some point, they were, weren't they looking at him using executive branch money that was already allocated and just sending it to 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 people? I guess there's some of that that they could feasibly do. If there's if there's that money, I'd have to look into into that because why wouldn't that have happened already um but other than that i guess he could i don't know you know it's funny i've I've talked to somebody who who's worked in 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 the media now for 40 years i talked to two people one guy um said that trump blew up his campaign on purpose and i i wouldn't think you'd do it on purpose like this because this is an odd way. Why 
why not go why if you wanted to blow up the campaign then why not just take Pelosi's deal or tell McConnell to take something close to Pelosi's deal and go it doesn't make any sense you're not feathering your nest by doing this it doesn't do anything and it it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't do anything. Yeah, I'm willing to hear explanations for how this doesn't irreparably harm Trump's re-election chances, but I, I'm i having trouble seeing it right now, I have to be honest. I, right. It, unfortunately, it looks mean to people as well. It looks vindictive and short-sighted and mean that you'd stop the stimulus fight. No, I'm not. We're just going to table it. It's, it just shows a, a lack of empathy for voters who are, who are hurting. I don't know if he's got a lack of empathy, and I think he likes voters, and uh, he likes the people at his rallies. There's no doubt about that. He likes people liking him. Yes. So, but, I mean, that is going to be tough, and, I mean, I'm sorry, we've got got, uh, kids crying all over the place, you know. Um, You know, so another thing I heard today from somebody who works in media for a long time, and um, is this, is that they expect... I know somebody who thinks that that Trump is a lot more a lot sicker than he's putting on and that he's going to at some point uh hand off to Pence because he's unable to to do the work or he's going to have to go into the hospital for too much for amount of time. I mean that's I usually I would say that's conspiracy theory thinking and I thought that Trump looked fine yesterday. I and I don't think that he's that he's too. I mean, I don't know. The COVID stuff can come back and, and whack you. But you didn't look at all the stuff about him gasping for air. I did, but I am a fat guy, and he was walking upstairs with a mask on. Of course, he's <laughs> gasping for air, and he has COVID. So I mean, there's three things. I, I I I I really don't think that's a problem. Biden gasps for air when he's walking on the stage from left to right when he's got the mask on. Um, but I mean, we'll see. It, I can't see how this is a win for Trump. That said, he is rolling the dice. He is rolling the dice that the American people, that this is a, div- a battle and the dividing line is COVID. And people what people want more than anything is for the country to reopen and to resume their own lives and start living again. He has, he has decided that, that, that this election is a referendum on that. And he is the guy for strength, for strong independence again, for America getting right back out there again. And, I mean, it is audacious for him to bet on that. It's like, you know, just throwing all in on the flat tax or, you know, our, uh, you've got us a sold 999 or, um, um, you know, this, this single issue thing or the, the um, a universal basic income. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay. You can throw all your eggs in the UBI basket, but... Unless the people get there, it's not going. It's going to be an incomplete pass. So, right, it's a bit of a gimmick. Right now, there is the possibility that Trump and his people see something, and they see something happening. I remember in twenty in twenty fifteen in twenty sixteen, we talked to a couple of uh, secretaries of state from battleground states. And they were Republicans. Um, one might be might have been Ohio. I forgot. But anyway, they told us in the summer of 2016 
that it was this was wrapped up for Trump that he was getting all the union voters and this was over and we were like I think you were at one of the conventions yeah yeah we were here and uh, yeah we we did and we thought these guys they're being good Republicans they're being good Republicans but they were right it's possible that Trump is seeing something in the battleground states they could see maybe that he is that he's going to get trounced on the on the elect uh, on the by voters he'll get trounced he could he could lose by seven million votes but still. If they can piece together, if, as long as he doesn't lose Florida, it, it, in Pennsylvania, and some other states, and it, it wouldn't Arizona would be a pickup, right? I think he won Arizona. Did last he win? Time. Arizona? Okay. Um, I mean, and he could stand to lose a little bit, but not a lot. He didn't win by that many states last time. Um, I think uh, Nate Silver has like Pennsylvania as the tipping point state in most of the in most of his simulations that they're running like most of the time you know it kind of hinges on that like because basically like the Nate Silver premise is that the states are correlated together right and some states are more correlated Mm -hmm. than others so like if your polling's wrong in Wisconsin it's probably also wrong in the same way in Michigan so like if Michigan's going to go one way, then Wisconsin will also go that way. That's kind of the premise is that it's not like just independent random odds whether or not you win these states. So, you know, that's that's where he has it, where if, you know, if Trump's winning, he kind of has to be winning like Pennsylvania, which I don't think is totally outrageous. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And I think um, what I find more concerning almost either way than than you know, who wins or loses the election is that we're going to have a long drawn out process of trying to figure out who wins the election. And, um, and that's not good. It's not good for the mental health of the country, frankly. And we really don't need that in a year where it's already so messed up. You know, I just, I just really hope that whoever wins, it's like a blowout, big numbers, obvious. There's no like crazy counting mail-in ballots months later thing. Like I, I just think that would be so toxic. Uh, I want us to know on election night. Yes, and I think we will. There's only going to be about four million mail-in ballots and 140 voters. So, if a lot of those mail-in ballot ballots are in New York and California. Um, right, which is then, possible. Right, and then then maybe the problem won't happen. <clears throat> uh, but here's another here's another headline. Trump's announcement comes as Federal Reserve tra- Chairman Jerome Powell warns the economy could falter without more federal stimulus. So that is not good. But I won't. I don't want to leave everybody. Okay, okay. Here's the word. Here, let me tell you something. <clears throat> My Pence conspiracy suggestion, by the way, was that Pence. Team Pence in the mm-hmm. RNC, mm-hmm. if Trump is sick, say to Trump, listen, you step down right now, and when you get out of here, Mike Pence will um, make sure you are bulletproof as far as being uh, indicted by the Southern District of New York, which would like nothing better to, to indict him. Throw him in jail. I don't know. I feel like I'm in like a <laughs> Russia Gate conspiracy theory a little bit. Is that does the Southern District of New York really have stuff to indict Trump on? They can indict him for anything. I mean, just it just be the fashionable thing to do. Well, that's my that's my um. What's the Kevin Spacey before he became House of Cards? Yes, that's my House of Cards conspiracy theory. That's the deal you make him. Um, 
But um, but maybe we're not there yet. It could very well be that tomorrow this is all reversed and all. Worst case scenario, if we are there, worst case scenario, if Trump loses a selection, then and I'm not saying that it's going to happen. It's just too it's too early. This is a guy who, who anything can happen with Donald Trump. But if he lost the election, then those first two years of the Biden administration. Um, if you were hoping for anxieties to go down, uh, no. But the enjoyment that people who have been around seeing Trump take a beating, uh, I'm sorry, the the the, the long deserved enjoyment that Trump fans uh, would get after seeing Trump take a beating for four years from watching the beating and civil war in the Democratic Party that would happen. Would be delicious and would probably end up with a huge Republican resurgence in 2022. I mean, that's true. The the Obama years, for all that they were not great for the unity of the country, uh, were fabulous for getting Republicans elected. Well, totally. I mean, we had a Republican senator in Massachusetts, for goodness sake. So that's... um. You know, I I think that it's not necessarily a bad thing for the Republican Party in the long run if Trump loses. Um, you know, and and I think that I don't know this idea that like Trump's changed the Republican Party forever. I think is a bit overblown. I think that Trump is a bit of a unique case, and I don't know that that things will. I mean, I think things will go back to more or less normal right away. You know, I, I don't think... Uh, do you think so? I don't think... I think that la- half the country has a mental health issue now, and I don't think that... I think that has to go somewhere. It has sure, to manifest yeah. itself in something. But do you think that, like, realistically, like, say that hypothetically the Republican Party had nominated Marco Rubio and he'd been elected... Do you think that the left would be like less deranged about President Marco Rubio? They'd certainly be sufficiently deranged. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But I mean, Trump is so unorthodox that it just feeds their craziness because he's one, he's inarticulate, and two, he's just kind of wacky. You know that mm-hmm. I mean, it, you it's he's either he's just wacky or he's playing psychops against them. You know, it. You've got to be have something at play in your mind, whether it's the lizard brain or a genius mind, to look straight up at the at the eclipse. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not something that just occurs to people. And he knows what the press does, and he knows how they. Mm-hmm. So, or to think that masks work when all the experts are telling you that masks don't work. Like right. I found that that little snippet so revealing. Like imagine. And so, like, that's so Trump lizard brain. Like, well, if they don't work, then why do the doctors wear them? Like, right. You can just picture him asking that, you know? Like, and he was right. You know, they were lying. Right. And, and it actually does, does expose them as well because they, they know the doctors wear them, but they didn't want you buying the ones the doctors had because the doctors need them, supposedly. Anyway, do we have any good news? I I didn't want to. I don't want to. I mean, not not that it's bad. Who cares? It's just politics at the end of the day, right? Of course. I mean, all that really matters is that, well, we do need to get our lives back and we do need to improve the economy. Mm -hmm. And we do need to um, 
talk to each other and not be idiots, I think. I think people need to be able to listen to each other. By the way, my cousins now listen to Alice. Wow. Yes, I'm not going to give out any names because, um, you know, for their own um, sanity, right now their social media is uh, is a fairly placid place. But um, but yes, and I'm thrilled that they do because a lot of my cousins are, uh, well, they're Trump haters. I, I understand people who are Trump haters. There's some people who I wouldn't, re- I would respect less if they liked Trump. So certain kind of people. Um, but I don't mind Trump, and I, I I like a lot of the stuff. I like a lot that we've seen from his presidency. I know that guy who is Trump. I've dealt with a lot of those guys. Um, I think he's done a lot of great stuff in his presidency, and I'll just take like, whacking ISIS. I think during criminal justice reform, the First Step Act is something that only Donald Trump could get done. Only. No re- Democratic president with a Republican Senate, and no other Republican would have done it because it's not a Republican issue until now. Now it is. Mm-hmm. So in that way, Trump has brought in the party. And he's been his outreach to the black community has been second to none. I have never seen something like this ever before. And there are sproutlets, uh, you know, in groups all over the place now, it, it, bringing people, black people, into the conversation and into the fold, and that is good. That is good, unprecedented stuff. And um, I said whacking ISIS already. The tax, tax cuts? The tax cuts are, were oh, huge. That's top of mind for me, honestly. A huge thing. And actually, the, the the inability of the Republicans in the Congress to get anything else done, they finally did get the tax cuts done. It makes me despise the Republicans, the elected Republicans in Congress more than, as much as I despise the Democrats. I'm just, I'm just, I think maybe that's. Maybe that's what you could say uh, in now. After, for me, it's after the last 12 years. Uh, maybe it's after more than that. But the last 12 years, well, probably 16 years, is, you know, I, something I've been totally focused on is, is politics as part of my job. But you can't, and this is what people just learning about politics, is, it's not the West Wing. The federal government is a big, ham fisted, dumb, slow, inefficient machine it's largely run by bureaucrats who are not the smartest people in most rooms and those people are take the orders from elected leaders who are just generally opportunists with huge egos and they're in both parties and also cowards generally speaking sure oh to- totally that's why you get the double speak and they never say the truth <laughs> and everyone well this one does actually say the truth sometimes he did a little bit tonight actually I may have cops in the election so so there's no reason to despair Knowing Donald Trump, this will all be different tomorrow. I actually hope something he does something tonight, so that it, with Jerry tomorrow, I have something else to talk about. All right, no, got- I think if Trump's saved, it's not going to be due to him. It's going to be due to ridiculous behavior by Biden, the Democrats, and, or the media. And that is very possible. Remember this. So here's that happy note: is that Joe Biden is not a good candidate, and mm-hmm. he's also in decline. And the Democrats do not have their ducks in a row. Kamala Harris is full, full of flaws. She is not a good debater. She's not a good thinker. She is somebody who has contradicted herself again and again and again and again. And remember, she got iced before the New Hampshire primary. Kamala Harris was out of this thing. She is weak. Tulsi Gabbard torpedoed her. And that's, you know, Kamala Harris also just spent her money. She bankrupted her campaign, essentially, so mm-hmm. they couldn't get out of December or whenever it was. Right. Well, I mean, this happens with presidential campaigns. Like, the same thing happened with Scott Walker, kind of, where when you start as right. sort of a big-name candidate who's supposed to do well, 
you have a really huge campaign infrastructure, and then it's hard to downsize. Well, that. I understand that, but but that, and they have to scale up at certain times, and, and there's a, but there's an art to it. But that talks that speaks to leadership incompetence. It shouldn't happen. The current mm-hmm. president we have now spent eleven bucks on to, ga- to campaign. <laughs> he got elected. It was him, Hope Hicks, and Lewandowski, and that's it. In the kids, you mm-hmm. know, and so we'll see. But I'll say this too in Trump's in Trump's uh, favor is that he he seems unflappably confident in what he's doing at the moment. It's he, true. And so I don't, this is a guy who's been knocked down and gotten up more times than most people will ever in a huge in a huge huge fashion. Whether mm-hmm. it's been businesses or I mean really it's a businesses because he was a laughing stock in the 90s once all of his stuff crashed. But he scratched and did the brand stuff and made made mm-hmm. sure he used the media and was seen and a little bit rolled into a little bit more and then he got on the apprentice something I never once watched and never would watch why would I if it was a, the thing starring Donald Trump of all people <laughs> um but he pulled off a, a, the most historic upset in the history of American politics to win that seat and nobody thought he could. Nobody paid. Nobody in the media. All this media telling us how stupid we are. Many pollsters m- missed it as well. Nobody thought it was possible, except apparently Donald Trump thought it was possible, and he got it done. Actually, I believe you're on record saying you didn't believe it was possible early on in the Herald. That's right. Are you not? Uh, yeah, I was. Early on, I was. I, I thought I was skeptic. A joke. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed by it because a column I used. Um, uh, who's the, who's the guy? Barnum, P.T. Barnum. I used mm-hmm. P.T. Barnum, which was like the most haggard, uh, you know, thing to call him now. And I was like, oh, God, it's embarrassing. Anyway, do not fret. Everything will be fine. We'll see what happens. You can't, you, who knows? There's 18 news cycles per day with this president in this world right now. But, you know, we'll just keep talking. Thanks for all the emails and all that other stuff. We really appreciate it. Alice and I and the kids and the dogs and the chickens and the guinea hens. And I'll put the... I need to do more guinea hen TikToks. That's what I need to do. I'll be on TikTok. I think I'm at Tom Shattuck Boston or something like that. See you later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.